0: Today on the show, I'm speaking with Frank Rico. He's talking about an amazing new book and movie that's coming out, which has been released by Hay House called Dreaming Heaven. Um, It's about a spiritual journey and a group of people that have been taken down to Mexico that have completely transformed their lives. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell, and this is The Inspiration Show, and today my special guest is Frank Rico.
1: How are you, Frank? (laughs) I'm doing fine. Thank you. Good morning, Natalie.
0: And it's a pleasure to have you here because I know that you've been on just a a worldwide, well, a European tour anyway, promoting your latest book and film, which is uh, very exciting, what we're going to talk about today. But uh, why don't we start first of all, as we normally do here on The Inspiration Show, uh, with your background and your story.
1: Um, my my mother had me when she was very young, when she was seventeen. So I was raised by my grandparents mm-hmm. because children raising children doesn't really work work out that well, yeah. uh, especially for a seventeen-year-old girl back then. You know, at the end of World War II, and very naive at the same time. Um, but my grandfather was a shaman and my grandmother was extremely religious as a Catholic. So she was always, she was always praying <laughs> for him and he was always doing things like clearing uh, energy and places and working with clients and clearing chicken coops. He's called a Makato shaman, which is from that era, a person who goes between the worlds. Right. And he was blind and he asked me to accompany him on his journeys when I was very young. Well, I'm sorry, when I was like three, three and a half to see for him so that I could describe the energy and what I saw, like, it's murky and dark red. Now it's getting a little bit lighter. And then he would do something, and, it would, oh, it's becoming pink. And then it would be a rosy glow, and he'd say, we're done. So um, it was a um, a gift that I already had to be able to see the energy body of someone, to see into their body, too, as a medical intuitive, to look through the what we call physical self into. Of course, having a perspective once you're there is really a, an unusual thing, too. And um, then my mother married her dream. Her dream person, um, a military officer, because uh, she had been rescued from the Philippines. The family had been in the Philippines in World War II and in a Japanese internment camp. And she was saluting the flag. And they, they loved the, the United States and you know their saviors. And so I joined the Army at mm-hmm. six. And that changed everything. <laughs> I had my grandfather's guitar. Mm-hmm. I could hit a note. And I could disappear out of the army and out of a circumstance that no longer appreciated a whimsical, goofy, seer, young shaman of a kid. And I became uh, a musician Mm -hmm. and crafted a whole identity, became a professional musician, toured as a musician, and um, had an experience, because I knew a lot about equipment, of working with Don Miguel Ruiz, the author of The Four Agreements, Mm -hmm. who introduced me to Teotihuacan, which we're going to talk about And uh, I helped him with his audio gear and setting up something. His difficulty is that he spoke Spanish and Spanglish. Mm -hmm. And and you just get to such trouble when you try to write. You know, it becomes very difficult. But recording, he was very eloquent. So we recorded him. So I helped him with that. And he helped me with everything else, with finding out essentially that the character that I had built up, who I thought I was, all my choices, all my everything, my self-identity, everything about me, was I, I would put quotes around, I'd call it fraudulent. I wouldn't say fraudulent like in some, like committing a fraud, but fraudulent in that it wasn't authentic. It wasn't even who I was. It was a protection against what I was seeing, which was many times frightening, Right. because I- no explanation, no guides, no anything. So um in my evolution, I went and start, began visiting. As soon as I woke up to that, I began visiting and touring South America, Mexico, the south the Great Southwest traveling around the world visiting with the elders to find out how it was they were seeing and how they dealt with the things that they saw in energy rather than in what we quote unquote call the normal world which I sort of call a trance world that we're in <laughs> so um one thing I learned to, to do is to move beyond fear to move into respect for all creation for all beings there may be things that are happening and going on that are inappropriate in terms of the world of energy but uh there's but everything is included we're all part of god's creation yeah. so that is that's something that's that was a real liberation point for me was to move out of fear for what i was seeing right. and to be able just to see clearly without fear okay okay
0: well so what a journey that you've been on like it's interesting how um, you know even as a young child uh, you weren't like to to see energy fields which is something that a lot of us aspire to do like um, you it was just normal for you it just just seems yeah it's it's incredible
1: well my experience of that is that we all have a gift we all our lives are a gift and we are gifted we are a gift of creation to this life now especially Us, especially listening to this show viewing this show you're here because there's a gift emerging that's needed here on the planet right now this gift is really needed and this gift is different for people Um, everyone has it and finding it within yourself and allowing yourself to be who you are and that gift to emerge is what it's about rather than thinking that someone has a gift of seeing and we would like to be able to see like that I think everybody's we all see 100% perfectly And then we disguise what we see with our own issues, our own dysfunctions, our own uh, beliefs, our own adopted things from our education and whatnot. But I think that we all have that gift. So every single person here is essential and every single person is gifted. Yeah, so mine emerged at a very early age. Yes, cultivated. But at the same time, um, I had to go into hiding, too, because who I was was unacceptable. And so I feel a lot of compassion. For people in our culture, especially women, uh, oddly enough, because women are t- told by our media, with the exception of a few shows that are enlightened, like what you're doing, <laughs> they're, they're told that who they are is not acceptable, that they have to be this image. And I've been there, and so I have a compassionate feeling for that, and I would like to um, offer the gift of Uh, An opportunity to wake up from that trance-induced thing and to be who you are, the gift of who you are.
0: Absolutely. Now uh, let's talk about Finding Happiness. So it's a book that's been released by Hay House um, and a movie as well. So tell me about the motivation behind this project.
1: Okay, I'll show it to you here. Yeah. Um, It's called Dreaming Heaven, Mm -hmm. The Journey of a Lifetime Starts Now. And this is is a book and a movie that Hay House just released. The movie's inside the book there. Mm -hmm. And what it's about is about a, the, the modern use of an ancient, ancient process, something that um, modern archaeology has just pushed back to, to way before 6,000 B.C. Mm-hmm. It's way older than that. They've been doing archaeological digs this last year that put the time envelope to where it started way back in time. The reason why Teotihuacan is a special place and why it has beautiful pyramids, pyramid of the sun, the pyramid of the moon, these are the Pyramid of the Sun is the same footpad as the Great Pyramid at Egypt. It's within a foot of the same, and it's the aspect of the same. Right. Which is really, these are mysterious things from ancient culture. Um, the reason why it's there, and the reason why the plazas and temples are all there, and the process that we use that this book describes, the group of people going through this process is there, is because of a cave, a four-leaf clover cave, that had an energy emanating from it that early shamans, indigenous people from 10,000 20,000 years ago used as a place of healing right between uh, you know between you and me the inside story on what that energy is it's called um Carl who just won the Nobel peace prize for, for his discovery of dark energy and dark matter we call in shamanic terms black light um it's a place where the original emanation of yes that created everything. The big, great, huge capital letter, yes, (laughs) that energy is there. And when you become constricted and obstructed in your life and you're ill because of that, that's the ancient version of it, the shamans would take people to this cave system and just bathing in the energies there, they would begin to unkink and unhook and unwind. Um, It became a sacred place because after little skirmishes, the three different tribes that were in this big valley would come there and it would be a place where there was no fighting. It would be considered as the first earliest definition of sacred is this is a place where war is not allowed. This is a place of peace dedicated to healing, dedicated, and it became a university. It became a place where artists gathered, where creative people, where pottery, where writing, where um, painting, where all the arts of psychology, which is uh, before our modern version of psychology, an energetic form of psychology emerged, but it all revolved around the, the fact that this place, had an energetic component now they we, i'll try to describe it to you in one other way the image that has been used since ancient times is a double-headed snake right because the process here is one of going into the snake being digested of inauthenticities of your mind your you like thinking that you are your mind instead of knowing that your mind is a useful tool um, emotional reactivity which is what we normally call emotions Rather than emotional intelligence, which is something quite else, um, recognizing that we aren't our bodies, that what we think of as being us, that we're actually multidimensional beings that contain a field that is this present moment that we're in, and then finally that our our vision of spirit, who we are in spirit, is not is not accurate. It's not true. It's that we have a limited view of what we actually are and our relationship with the great infinite vast self. So. After being digested of these various uh, misunderstandings that we've accumulated, the other end of the snake, the other mouth, speaks us back into creation in exactly the same way that the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word. Mm -hmm. You're spoken back. So this image of a double-headed snake is an example of trying to create like a dynamic image, a metaphoric image. It's not a snake with two heads. It's a process that you're taken into digested, which is so unusual. This isn't like religion. This isn't like psychology or philosophy or meditation or contemplation or a ritual or ceremony or, or etheric something or other or woo-woo. This is, you are digested when you go there, when you go through this process. So you in the movie, you get to see a group of people, 18 people with three guys, go through this process and actually see the changes that are happening and the discoveries they're making as the old, inauthentic, Parts of themselves are let go, and something emerges that's so beautiful and so pure and so true that the gift of who they are—that we were talking about just a little while ago—emerges. So um, there's one other snake involved. I hate to bring up all these snakes, but it's called Quetzalcoatl. He's the avatar of Teotihuacan. Quetzalcoatl is a flying serpent. The image is—it's a metaphoric image that's trying to describe a snake. Who is a bean, who has wings and flies? And what this early image is? Modern neurological bio, biologists and and uh, surgeons use an image, and I can show you right now of the fist. They say this is we're designed like a triune brain. We have a metabolic brain, we have a limbic brain, which is the pattern relationship metabolic is called the reptilian brain this is called the limbic and then a neocortex folded over and most of our most of us live our lives in some form of compression of this triune system right. and we, and and we try to be active in the world we try to do things we try to be affectionate and caring with each other you see everyone fist bumping now because that's kind of like that's that's what we are and yet this is a state of, of severe limitation it was as limited as me thinking I was a musician when in fact I was so much more that I can't even begin to describe how easy it is to be anywhere, any place, at any time. So what have the great avatars all shown us about this? And what is Quetzalcoatl? It's an image of that hand open. Same hand, same being, every cell is exactly the same. People go, and they're not transformed in um, a sense that their biology is different. They're transformed in how they use and access and have available the resources that you don't. You don't see when you're shut down, but you certainly see when your hand is open and you're reaching into the environment. And that's the process that you go through to you're spoken back into a higher level of your own potential, a deeper level of your multidimensionality. Um, it directly allows people to begin making better choices, which is the bottom line for dreaming. You think of dreaming as something ethereal, that we dream at night, we're also dreaming right now, we're dreaming during the day. And inside of this dream, the choices that we make create realities. And we can begin to change our reality by making little steps and by making conscious choices to, and that, that's an inspirational thought, that it really is up to us, that we really can create uh, the dream of heaven on earth and peace and joy and happiness for ourselves and for the other people and the other lives on this planet that we've affected. Right,
0: so um, so what I hear you saying is that uh, the movie, the book is basically about a group of ordinary people that you've taken into, so down to Mexico, uh, into the to the cave uh, situation, but taken them through a full spiritual experience. Maybe something that I haven't experienced or, um, you know, not really been through before. Um, but you're actually not only showing us um, the the spiritual journey that they took, but how people can actually benefit from that as well.
1: Yes, the the book is a process. The book contains the entire journey and outlines the different steps that you go through and the things that you encounter and things to think about and actions to take mm-hmm. and meditations to, to take. There's also a CD with the music that accompanies it and there's also a CD of meditations that's all part of the same package. So that if you get the book and watch the movie and go through it, it's really great if a group of people do it. You only need one book to do that because you can share it and start sharing the practices. But um, It's really wonderful for communities to do this, and people in intentional communities are picking this up now and saying, let's try this process, and we're getting feedback as they're going through it that is extremely effective. Now, being at Teo is wonderfully mysterious and beautiful, and when you see the the pyramids and the temples and the plazas and you walk the Great Avenue, it's really something special. It's something like nowhere else on Earth. But you don't need to be there it, to, to affect change in your life. And everywhere is sacred. Your yes. garage, is, your garage <laughs> cardboard is sacred. You know. Yeah. Your yard is sacred. Your awesome. home is sacred.
0: Wonderful. So, how long did it take for this whole project to come together?
1: Um, it's taken some time. It started out. Lee McCormick is one of the leaders in the rehabilitation, alcohol and drug rehab world, and he has a he has a number of facilities, that he, and he's a He's an innovator. He's a guy that's always looking for what is going to be helpful, what's going to be a helpful modality. He began exploring shamanism, visited Teo, saw the reality of a process happening that was remarkable, that brought people out of their reaction to the problems of their lives and into the authentic present of the gift of their being. He saw that and he experienced it himself. So he decided to make a film about this process to take and share with the rehab community around the world. This is something new for rehabilitation, a new process, a new way of approaching the human being. He brought in Jenny Gentry, who was it's called the Nahuatl woman. She is a caretaker of the Toltec tradition at Teotihuacan. She is a brilliant person. She's written a book called Dreaming Down Heaven, which is her which is her own book, and uh, it's really a neat book. It's really special, and she is a very profound teacher, and uh, I consider her a cultural treasure for our world. She's a resource person. She recommended that that Lee bring me in as a support person to help with the actual scene, the clear scene of what was going on and what needed to happen, and if something was happening that was going astray in some way, to be able to have someone who could figure it out very quickly in the process. And he brought a film crew. Well, very quickly, all that changed completely. <laughs> the, movie, the movie, Teo took over, in my opinion, that's what happened. And the film crew became part of the process. They became, they became invisible. They became like in the process themselves. The film no longer was about using this as a rehabilitation tool, but using this as an awakening tool for all of us, for everyone, no matter what your circumstances, whether it's alcoholic or drugs or just uh, uh, disassociation or... You know, distress, or living a life of stress, or being unhappy. I mean, to be unhappy just seems so ridiculous to me. But, but there's people that are unhappy, and would, would like to find more happiness. Mm-hmm. As you so the movie very quickly became that. It very quickly shifted, and they ended up with 150 hours of film. Wow. So it took some time because Teo itself was opening doors to places where we had never been allowed before, and suddenly opportunities synchron- synchronistically opened, and we went through and we begin to explore things that, that were just remarkable. It, it's a place of living energy that speaks to you if you will allow yourself to drop your mental perception that there's animate and inanimate and begin just to proceed. Right, well, awesome. So it's wonderful.
0: And so the people that are in the movie, um, what were some of the issues or things that they had going into the, this process?
1: Uh, different people. One person was they had become a drug rehab counselor, but uh, still, was deeply troubled. He was like he's fighting this. It's like people that get into psychology are trying to deal with some issue that they can't resolve. And they work as a psychologist, but they still have this trauma that they haven't. You know, psychology's not so helpful in so many ways. Yeah, getting to it. Um, um, so there was a there was a, a psychologist, two psychologists. There was a uh, drug counselor. We talked about being in prison, and his final conclusion was, "Warden, if you could only see me now." <laughs> <laughs> as he had become so different. There was a contractor, as an example, who had been surrounded by, his family was mostly women. He had a mother and ah. sisters. Then he got married and had a wife and daughters. And, and he navigated this whole thing with an absentee father and really didn't have his, a sense of who he was as a man in relationship to women He knew who he was in some way that was maybe isolated or buffered a little bit, and he came to a real appreciation and forgiveness for the misunderstandings that happened between mothers and sons and sisters and brothers and all of that. So he moved to forgiveness and was forgiven himself, and it transformed him. It transformed his life and his relationship with all these women in his life because he still has a wife and a bunch of daughters. (laughs) (laughs) Really amazing. And it's like that. There's different people that were... uh, Very few people are what I would call spiritual seekers, Um, and those what I would call spiritual seekers that go on journeys to see what's up with it, very quickly became uh, spiritual finders, because when you're dealing with your own inauthenticity, if you're willing to see it because the situation supports you, you, not the authenticity, suddenly it becomes very large and in your face, and you have a choice. Do I want to continue putting energy invested into that, or do I want to be free? Yeah, absolutely. To see who I really am.
0: Yeah. I know, I can't recommend this high enough, and um, and I know that anyone in our community would really benefit greatly from this. So, where can we send people to find out uh, where they can get hold of the book and the movie?
1: This book is available at your local bookstore because A House is distributing it. Mm-hmm. Also, um, at, on Amazon, you can go to Dreaming Heaven. Dreaming Heaven, and it's the, the book and the movie. You'll find it. I think if you go to dreamingheaven.net, there's a trailer that you can see and you can get a feeling for it. And there's biographies of uh, Ginny and Lee and me and Kelly. And, um, and, and there's a sense of what the whole, how it all fits together and how it works. Wonderful.
0: So, guys, remember if you click on the banner to the side, you can go straight through to that site as well to find out all about. So, thank you so much, Frank, for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Natalie, thank you. <laughs> now, guys, I encourage you to share this video, and you can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons above. Download the app if you haven't done so so you can watch the shows on the go. And if you haven't done so already, make sure that you put your email in the box above there because I'd love to send you the Manifesting with the Masters video e-course. It's valued at $87 and I'd like to send it to you for free. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon.